Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 191. And tonight, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 153, The Heist Part 1. Interesting that this is a part one, I guess, because it did kind of end with some unanswered questions at the end of the episode, didn't it? Yes, it did. And I also liked the way it started out. The little intro that Cecil did said, Constellations are fan art depicting ancient gods. (laughs) I heard that and thought, he's not wrong. And also, fan art! Someone get on that! (laughs) No... Was it them who mentioned this? Somebody else pointed out that ancient Egyptian art is really just kind of fan art to furry gods. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right, too. I hear that a bunch of times. I've actually been trying to think of something that I heard ages ago about something being fan art of something much older. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, I, I thought the intro was very cool. But the first part of the episode was Cecil talking a little bit about Carlos and science. And I think Carlos's lab is getting renovated, so he's kind of been doing science at their apartment. Cecil doesn't want him to do science at their apartment anymore. No, for the same reason that most people don't want you to do science when you're around, like, actual cooking. I mean, I've heard from friends of mine who've worked in labs before that it really is a problem to tell people, do not put the science equipment stuff in the same fridge that we're putting our actual food in. It is a problem. I do think that Carlos's goal in his particular bit of science, he wants to remove the refrigerator refrigerator door and not just like take it off the refrigerator. He wants to remove it as a concept because opening and closing mm-hmm. the door just raises the temperature of the food inside because you're letting the cold air out and it's really important for the butter to be at a consistent temperature because otherwise Carlos will not be able to make croissants correctly. Well, I mean, in that respect, he's not wrong. I've been hearing more and more lately, probably because we've all been watching the Great British Bake Off, but there is so much science involved with good baking and it's all about like really being consistent and doing things to an exact measurement. So he's not wrong. However, he is turning the counters in the kitchen green. So I don't know if the benefits are outweighing the cost at this point. But fortunately, there's a solution. Cecil's sister is going to be moving into a new house soon because Steve Carlsberg has actually gotten himself a promotion at the Bank of Nightvale. So they're going to be getting their dream home and there's going to be a shed on the property. So they're going to be able to let Carlos use their shed for science until his his lab is ready to be used again. Yes, exactly. And before I go too far, I wanted to reiterate something. You had said that Steve Carlsberg was working for the Bank of Nightvale. To be specific, it is the last Bank of Nightvale, which I thought was awesome. Instead of the <laughs> like first Bank of blah blah blah. So yes, he's working for the last Bank of Nightvale, and that's important because the very next thing that Cecil talks about, he's getting word that there is a robbery downtown at the last Bank of Nightvale happening right now. Yeah, and hostages are being taken. Taken. And Cecil is mentioning the people who have been taken hostage. And it's Jesse, the really nice guy who always says hi to him every time he goes into the bank. And uh, Genevieve, I think, who was also really nice. And I think it was her first day working there and, and a customer that Cecil knows. And then he mentions the supervisor. and He's like, eh, well, tough luck. <laughs> I don't know if he doesn't like them or he just doesn't know them. So he doesn't care. So anyway, he just sort of moves right along from there. He said at one point, he said, I don't have any word about Steve's condition. And I'm like, 
condition. Why? What's happened? And then they go on and he talks about like the high school football team and what's going to be going on with that. And I was like, why were you mentioning Steve Carlsberg's condition? Get back to the point. Well, we get back to the robbery and the secret police. Uh, I think they're working with the overt police. Have we heard about the overt police of Nightville before? Or? I haven't. That doesn't sound familiar to me. No, I can't imagine they're as effective as the secret police. But anyway, they're trying to figure out how to deal with all of this. And I love the way Cecil put it, that the robbers haven't made any demands yet. So the secret police is having to guess what the robbers want. So they suggest (laughs) a million dollars and everyone thinks that's great. And then Sam, the chief of the secret police, shoots that down because they don't have a million dollars. So they have to think of something else. So someone says, what about a puppy? What about a gift certificate to Applebee's for a million (laughs) dollars? They're like, oh, what about a coupon for like a free crime day? And they can use it on this crime and they could leave and we don't have to do the paperwork. It's win, win, win. And <laughs> Sam is not, not going to put up with any of this. So after we get the list of all the hostages, that's when Cecil noticed that Steve's name is not on that list and he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what to do about it. All he can do is take us to the weather. Which I really liked this time. It was very, yeah. very folksy. It almost sounded like it was going to start out doing a sort of Celtic kind of number. And then, yeah. yeah, just something about the way the chords change. I just find so damn appealing. It was nice. It was very cool. It's My Friend by Dominique Chantel Worthing with Barrett Ward. Hopefully I have all those names right. So um, yeah, no, it was really pleasant. I liked it. But we come back, and the good news is the hostages have been freed. The bad news is that it was kind of a clusterfuck for a little while because the secret police decided that they were going to go ahead and use force to get the hostages back, which Cecil didn't think that sounded like a great idea. But anyway, so they go charging in, and then suddenly the building's on fire. (laughs) And Cecil, even, you know, not knowing where Steve is, he's like, maybe Steve went out for lunch. Steve, if you're listening, don't go back to work, it's on fire. (laughs) It was one of my favorite lines of the episode, but yeah, so good news in all the kerfluffle and everybody running out, the hostages did get away, and the police were actually able to capture the bank robbers, still no word on Steve, and then all of a sudden you see Steve leaving the building, he's sweaty, and he's escaped the fire, and he has a broken foot, and I'm sitting here going, something's wrong. I mean, it just seems to be something has happened. Where was he during the robbery? Why is he coming out now? What's happening? What are we not being told? Cecil, of course, is completely oblivious. Investigative journalist, he is not. But um, yeah, on the surface, everything is fine. We also heard a little bit about them dealing with the fire. And apparently the fire department's usual way of putting out fires is to go out and yell at the fire. (laughs) I love the way they... Cecil summed it up saying, you know, they've gotten all the hostages out and the fire department is putting water on it and talking very sternly to the fire to knock it off already. I like that. I always like stories about firemen, but Night Vale firemen seem to be particularly cool. But we come to the bad news is that the police came in to check and make sure that there wasn't anybody else hiding in the bank. And before Steve had left the bank, they asked him to open the vault because they had to make sure everything's okay. It's totally regular procedure. I'm like, this still sounds weird. And he opens the vault and there is nothing inside the vault at all. Millions of dollars is gone and nobody knows where they are. And I'm thinking, 
yeah, something's wrong. And this is part one of who knows how many parts episodes. So I'm sure we're going to get more information about that next episode. And I think Sam, the chief of the secret police, is fancying himself something of a detective because, okay, so the robbers came in and they were wearing masks that looked like former U.S. presidents Richard Nixon, William Henry Harrison, and Emma Goldman. And I want to live in that alternate universe. But anyway, when they arrested the robbers and took them off to the mine shaft where they're going to be really, really stern with them to find out what happened to the money. I mean, there's going to be no HBO for a while. Doesn't the Geneva Convention address stuff like this? Holy cow. (laughs) But... All right, so they found out that the robbers' names were actually Richard, William, and Emma, which is the same as the president's faces that they were wearing. And Sam says, this has got to mean something. I wonder if it does. Yeah, I thought it might be just a hint that the police are not very good. I mean, they asked them what their names are and they told them that. And the police are like, oh, that can't be a coincidence. I'm like, no, it's not a coincidence. They're not telling you their real names. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yeah, so the more information to come on that. And that was... The end of the episode. Yay. Really fast. I was expecting a little bit more to happen, but I guess we're going to get a lot more in the next installments. So we went straight from there to the trailer for season four of Within the Wires. And you and I didn't even make it through season two, did we? No, I don't even think I made it all the way through season one, unfortunately. Yeah. And so they did like a... About a four-minute trailer for season four, and it's not really fair to judge it because, like I said, I haven't listened to any of the current episodes, but it didn't really entice me with that trailer. I'm afraid not. Nothing about that actually grabbed me. No, and it went on for a long time. (laughs) That was a long segment there. Yeah. So, um, And then, of course, it finished up after that with an ad. I mean, we had a trailer for the show and then like a minute and a half ad for the show, and I'm like... Anyway, that's uh, whatever. You guys do your thing. That's cool. But um, that was it. That was the end of the episode. So um, what's been going on in the nerd world with you? Uh, Yesterday, I finally watched not How to Train Your Dragon 3, which we will get to one of these days. Yes, Yes, God. I watched the latest Mission Impossible movie, Fallout. And, and relentless oh my god it was like wall-to-wall car chases i mean you i had mentioned to you that henry cavill's character how did i put it has all the subtle nuances of a brick wall to the face Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at one point after i had mentioned that to you i watched this one segment where he and ethan hunt are in a fight with another bad guy i think there was more punching in that fight than there was in the previous movie (laughs) it was a lot of punching very violent. Uh, It was really exciting. There was a lot of peril in this one. I don't know if there was as much fun in this one as the previous two movies. Because, you know, the previous two movies had bits that I will go back and watch just because they're so damn fun. In this, you kind of like have to steal yourself to watch something like that. Because it's like heart in your throat as things are happening. You're not kidding. I mean, you had told me that you had gone ahead and just purchased Ghost Protocol because you're like, I watch it often enough. I need to own this damn movie. And so I went and watched it. And God, I mean, the, the scene in the end with the cars in the car, the giant automated car parking lot and everything. That's amazing. But like the scene where he's hanging outside the building and the rope that he's hanging from is not long enough to get to it. So he has to kind of take a run and the dun, 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 dun starts in. I'm like, I love all of this. (laughs) That was was something with Fallout, that dun, 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 dun. I don't know if there were any moments like that where they really milked the theme music for that. Yay! kind of moment. I mean, obviously there are sections where you're cheering on the good guys, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, Ghost Protocol, the first 
10 minutes of that movie with the prison break in Russia is just sublime. It is so much it's damn wonderful. fun to watch. And it's the first time we got to see Jeremy Renner playing that character. And, you know, when Ethan tries to sort of push him to show what his skills are and they do that thing with, like, disarming each other with the gun and it's so, like, cool and precise and badass. I'm like, ooh, go, Jeremy, go, Jeremy, <laughs> And that's another thing I'm really disappointed about. I do not see Jeremy Renner's name showing up in any of the future movies for the Mission Impossible yeah. series. And I think it's, uh, you're seeing the Marvel money right there. They've got him for the Hawkeye show, and they're like, nope, you're ours for a while now, so I get used to that. Yes, so, because there was so much talk about the fact that Jeremy Renner's character was kind of going to be the one to take over the series after Tom Cruise mm-hmm. left. And no, I think they're just going to keep Tom Cruise on until he's dead. <laughs> I think that's probably after. He's still doing a good job. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, really yeah. amazing. I mean, in this one, he was like running across London, across the entire city of London. He was really impressive. But that's what Tom Cruise does. They always have to show him running. He's really proud of his whole running thing, but I'm like, power to you. But some of those car chases, I mean, there was one where he's in Paris and he's on a motorcycle and I'm pretty sure there's a section where there's no music. It's just the sound of the cars that he's missing. And it's wow. it's pretty impressive. So yeah, the movie is worth it. It's not my favorite, but really impressive. Good to know. So yeah, last night I had said that you're I'm like, oh, okay, if you're gonna do that, then I'm gonna watch another episode of Carnival Row because I did watch the first episode and I absolutely agree with everything you said last week on it. Uh, it's definitely got some potential. I don't think the music is very good. Oh, I think you don't? interesting oh, thing. I kind of like the fact that it's kind of a Celtic sort of music sort of thing. I, I when like it that. goes into a Celtic thing, it does, but when it's the incidental background music, I don't know. I mean, just in the episode that I saw, I like the theme song. I saw the intro on the very next episode. I thought the intro was very cool, that kind of museum thing that they have going on there. Oh, I've um, only ever watched the first episode now, so now I have to watch that second one. Yeah, no, I think you'll like the intro. They do a really good job, but then the music in that is good, but for the rest of it, I'm like, meh, it's fine. So I said that that's what I was going to do, but that's not what I ended up doing. Oh, okay. So you know that I've been reading The Wicked and the Divine. Yes. And I had gotten up to issue number 29, Mm -hmm. which I think is like a graphic novel and a couple issues after what you've read so far. Mm -hmm. And I'm really enjoying it. And I kind of wanted to space it out a little bit. So I said, you know, if I just read one or two issues a week, I'll be able to make this last for months. I read two graphic novels last night. Wow. Just, oh, my God. Well, the equivalent of two graphic novels, the single issues on Image are 99 cents a piece right now. Holy and I'm cow. not kidding. I would get done with an issue. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, fuck, bye. You know, I would just buy the next one. And I did that for 11 issues. I am just, this series is off the friggin' hook. I cannot, I cannot stress how crazy everything is and how... I get to end of something and I'm just like, well, I can't stop there. Oh my God. And so I'm on, I'm now on issue 39. Issue 45 just came out last week. Issue 45 is the last issue of the entire series. Oh, the That's whole it. series? They're actually the whole, they're committed to ending it with that one? Yeah. Apparently they knew that's where it was going to end from the very beginning. Oh, I think, I mean, boy. they've been working towards that. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I'll, I'll have to write something up next week. I, I was thinking I was thinking it hadn't ended just yet. And I'm like, oh, I could, I could write up something in my thoughts on the series before we have the very final issue. Nope, that's already gone. So maybe I'll put something up before the graphic novel comes out in October. I don't know. It's crazy. I am looking forward to seeing what you think of it. It's 
Oh, man. I'm very impressed. Oh, man. <laughs> and some of it, man, you're not going to like. They, boy, they kill people. <laughs> they kill a lot of people. Kill people that you didn't think were going to die, and they kill them. And then other things happen, and man. So anyway, yeah, Wicked and the Divine. If you haven't read it, you probably should. Everybody else is going, yeah, it came out in 2014. Where the hell have you been? I just literally started this series two and a half months before it ended for good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> because that's how we do. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, that's... That was boy, that was my entire Sunday night. Oh my god! Now anyway. speaking of comic series, I found myself thinking about the saga series recently. Oh, yeah. All right, now when did that the last issue that we've gotten? When did that come out? Um, oh God, siren! Siren, did you drink? Oh hey, I never opened my beer. So in honor of the siren coming by, there we go. Cool. What you drinking? I'm drinking a Stone IPA, oh. just the basic Stone IPA. It's very very happy, but. Um, yeah, it's a good thing I would need a drink, because remembering that final uh, issue that we got of Saga, oh boy. I don't know, before Christmas, wasn't it? I think I so. It, it, it might have been last year. I mean, early, or maybe it was maybe it was really early in the spring. I don't know. Time is weird. We could look it up, but we're not gonna. No, nah, it was a while ago. So, But they said they were going to be taking a break for a year, right? I think so. I mean, it's been a long time already, but I don't think they're at the end of the hiatus yet. Oh, but it's getting close, maybe? I mean, I haven't seen any news about it, but... <laughs> All right, screw it. You know how we're always like, I couldn't look this up, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna look this look up. Look it up, so. look it up. Mm. Saga. So, Saga Volume 9, which collects all of the issues that have come out up to this point, came out September 19th of 2018. They might be almost done. So now, next thing we do, Saga 55. Oh my god. They actually... There's an article here from HollywoodReporter.com from back in July of last year that says Saga goes on indefinite hiatus. Oh, so they're not even committing to a year, are they? I don't think they are. All right, one more thing. Okay, so the image site does not have anything talking about when 55 comes out. I'm going to go to Comixology and see if they have like a, you know, pre-order thing. You know, they don't even have anything under coming soon, so I don't know that we actually have a release date for 55 yet. <sighs> well, as long I guess as long as they need the writer and the artist, as long as they need to take, but still. And I, what I keep thinking about is the fact that, okay, so the Will, the bounty hunter, you remember how instantly as soon as, you know, he saw that little girl at the brothel and he just like, he killed her pimp and he rescued her and there was no thinking yeah. about that's what he did. What is he going to do when he meets Hazel after oh, everything God. that's gone down? I don't, yeah, I, oh, I can't even... I don't, that final issue, I'm still, I'm just looking at an image of the cover right now with the black feather on the red background, and I'm like, oh, my heart. (laughs) And yet, at the same time, the issue makes me very sad, but it's not like, why the last man? With some of the stuff that he pulled in that, that made me angry. Oh, yeah. I, oh, everybody knows my feelings on the final issue of why the last man. I guess there's still a TV show maybe coming out for it. I don't know, but, um... I, I don't know that I'll watch it. I just, the, the whole series made me so angry just with the ending, you know? Um, anyway. Well, I uh, speaking of uh, coming uh, TV shows, I saw the trailer for the Limetown series that's coming out oh, to yes. Facebook. Um, it's nothing like what I would have chosen, but I'm still kind of happy with what I'm seeing because obviously right. what's going on in my head is not going to be the same as what happened on the Limetown podcast. So uh-huh. I just... I really want them to get this right. I've got a little trepidation about it because 
the more I thought about the book, the less I liked it. Oh, and yeah. the first season I have listened to multiple times. The second season, there's only been a few episodes that I've wanted to listen to more than once. Yeah, it's a shame. It's that, what is it, lightning in a bottle? I mean, maybe they really had something for that first season and they're trying to squeeze a little more out of it. And, you know, I don't, maybe some people only have one series in them. I know it's more than I've ever done. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's the first season and then the first episode of the second season, which is just fantastic. Which was good, yeah. yes. Yeah, that was good. I admit that was very good. Yeah, I don't know. Hoping for so, the best. Good luck to you guys. I hope that works out. So that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. Ooh, photo galleries. By the time this episode drops, we'll have already posted... Stephanie Agnes went to the San Diego version of the Patches and Pins Expo, which is... It's exactly what it sounds like. If you collect pins, patches, vinyl stickers, other cool little bits of collectible art, they had this expo. She went to it, and she's got, like, one photo gallery that went up today with 150 photos <laughs> in it. And there's another gallery coming up tomorrow. So definitely make sure to check that out, pixladygeek.com. Um, yeah, I guess maybe eventually I'll have to write that thoughts on the wicked and the divine. Um, you know, <laughs> We might actually have a new episode of Night Vale out uh, by next week, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've certainly took long enough to review this one. So (laughs) one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. Shut up, car. <laughs>